Good evening, and welcome to the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. I'm giving you a promise that we're going to have a good show, a safe space about film and music. And that promise was given to me as advice from the great George Strombolopoulos. And August 16th is his 50th birthday. So tonight's show is dedicated to George Strombolopoulos, a.k.a. Strombo, who has a show on Apple Music Hits and is an acclaimed director and knows a thing or two about films. And I talked to him in 2021 about Ken Russell's The Devils. And so I share it with you tonight on this birthday episode dedicated to George Strombolopoulos. Happy birthday. Hello, this is Dr. Zeus of the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. I recorded this episode back in March with George Strombolopoulos, a friend, a mentor, our fearless leader of the LNC, and today is his birthday, and I thought, let's remix this episode because he has brought myself and the LNC so much music, love, and understanding, always creating a safe space for everyone. And whenever I listen to Apple Music, I am I feel safe and I feel understood. So thank you, George. And here is tonight's episode with me and George talking about The Devils, directed by Ken Russell. Enjoy. Hold on. I'm good. Um, this is Dr. Zeus of the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. As I told you, I have a surprise guest, Mr. George Strombolopoulos, who recommended that I watch The Devils by Ken Sorry Russell. About Sorry about that. That, no, it, I had heard about it before because I'd watched a documentary on a Clockwork Orange and they mentioned it because it came out the same year, both controversial. But then I was also aware that when you put Vanessa Redgrave in something, especially of that time, she brought it. And she's playing that character like that. And I'm like, okay, what the what what's going on here? And I'm watching it and I'm thinking, whoa, this is this is wild. There's all it was like a it made I was telling Stephanie, it made Caligula look like an after school special. Oh, dude, devils. Yes. The Devils by Ken Russell is yes. one of the most intense viewing experiences anybody who watches film made by somebody whose name you might recognize. So I'm sure there's some obscure Danzig video that no one's ever seen. To be honest with you, I've seen the obscure Danzig videos that would disturb you. Yeah. That were banned, where penises are being nailed to tape. <laughs> I've seen those videos. But short of that kind of content, uh-huh. or a snuff film, The Devils is one of the most incredible experience yeah to watch a film came out in 1971 when i was a kid um i was fascinated by ken russell because i knew that ken russell was a strange fella <laughs> and when i was an usher at a movie theater uh the lair of the white worm opened which was a movie that ken russell made that bram stoker had written the book mm-hmm. and apparently i don't know if it was syphilis or what it was but bram 
Bram Stoker was near the end of his, it was losing his sanity at this yeah. point when he wrote Lair of the White Worm. And to experience the Lair of the White Worm when you're 15 years old or something like that, 16, and then later to see Ken Russell direct his sister in the film Horror, <laughs> where he hypersexualizes her in the sex trade, like you really realize that you. Listen, like watching Ken Russell films is like being into punk rock and discovering Gigi Allen before you find out the bad stuff Gigi did. I'm yeah. just saying when you first hear Gigi Allen, mm -hmm. right? Ken Russell films were kind of like the cinematic equivalent of discovering Gigi, or not discovering, being being gifted with Gigi Allen. Again, did not know the bad shit he did. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying then. And <laughs> so hearing or seeing Ken Russell films did that. And then... Then going back, because The Devils was not readily available. No, that's true. And it was it banned was in Finland. It was banned. Yeah. Yeah. And then going back and watching The Devils, I have watched it many times. I watched it many times on Halloween just to get <laughs> um, I've watched it as foreplay because it's a hypersexual film. <laughs> it like, it's a fucking gnarly walk in a really twisted, iron rot, rusty park. It was I, like I, I love it. It love was it. like watching um something just go off. I mean, it it reminded me of a quote that Peaches once said. She said a fan of hers watched her show and she said and they said I laughed and was excited the entire time. It was like madness. And yeah. I watch I mean they they said, "Well, what is the name of the incubus?" And she's like, "Cock." I was like, "Oh my god." But just yeah, she was the whole Oliver Reed and her. I mean, but I, I will tell you as I'm watching, I'm thinking this basically is what religion is, is is that man made religion making people believe one thing and another and, and the madness behind it, behind both. Well, of yeah, you, you can watch the devils and you can see it as a film about political influence yeah. and corruption and, and, and the banality of evil when it's in Technicolor. But you can also watch it as a comment on sexual repression. Uh-huh, most you, definitely. You can also watch it as an expression of madness, except for the part where it doesn't scare you away from the madness, certainly not me, which might lend some, some insight into my thinking and my brain chemistry, mm -hmm. that it drew me to that kind of madness. If the incubus was called cock, you know <laughs> what you're getting. You know what you're getting, right? It's It's... Yeah. So the, you can watch The Devils multiple times. But here's the other thing about The Devils that I think makes it such a spectacular experience is it's shot beautifully. As a fucking yeah. cinematic accomplishment, especially that accomplishment, end, it is out of this world. That ending moment, it kind of reminded me of uh, another brick in the wall, Pink Floyd, at the end of the movie where the wall comes down. She just walks through it. And it's like, whoa. Yeah. I mean, that what a way to kind of... Uh, it was it, it was like for me watching um a tornado and everything is in it and you're mixing all of this madness up and i was just like whoa this it i mean i had i'd i'd heard of it but i was like okay you told me to watch it i watch it till 1:30 in the morning yeah i was I, I had to get my my vax vaccine uh this morning so i was like okay i'm going to watch this movie i'm going to i'm going to let it sink in it was just I mean, that's a movie you could probably remake. That is a movie up your alley. I would desperately like to remake. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. Yeah. 
Yeah. I would desperately like to. I mean, I'm not going to because it was no. perfect in its own way. Yeah. Also, I also as as intense as I am, I I I lean towards in terms of the art that I like. I lean towards evil mm-hmm. in the way that Ken Russell leans toward madness. Yeah. And I think somewhere in the middle is uh, is the kind of thing that I love the most in my in the things I watch. Um, but that film is not for the fucking faint of heart. No. I mean, I watched it and I was kind of, I have an open mind and I'm watching it thinking, okay, this is not something I'm going to watch with the family. You know what I mean? No. This is, but, I'm not even sure it's the kind of film that people watch and go, that's awesome. It's yeah. Like, you, know, you watch that film and you just go. Whew. You know what it reminded me of though is, um, I don't know if you've ever seen the seventh seal by, uh, Igmar Bergman and both, both of them take place during the plague. And I'm watching this and I'm thinking, okay, this is this is the polar opposite to the seventh seal where that knight just wants to, you know, play chess with death. And here is everyone playing chess together, sex and revolution yeah. and chaos. I mean, it, it you know, we could put the doors music to it because, you know, sex, chaos and revolution and, and everything. Well, and, like also, that. and also sex, chaos and revolution from people that aren't allowed to have it. Yeah. So that's the other part. So we are. So there is nobody in that film, for lack of a better word, that's the good one. Right. That's everybody. True. Everybody comes with their own baggage and they wear the baggage quite literally or actually because of their outfits. So yeah. the habits are there. So there's nothing in that. Like what I loved about that film and what I love about that film is that I don't really feel connected to the people. Mm-hmm. I I feel connected to their experience. Yeah, and I really like that. I was connected to the look and feel of the film. I was like, okay, yeah. this is an escalator ride. Um, but I was going to ask you, how old were you when you discovered this? I first read about the devils, I think, when I was about 18 or 19. This okay. is, you know, when I was at that age when I was reading about fucking Nietzsche and reading, <laughs> all, you know, the shit that you read after you read. Um, yeah. Basically, in my group, you reach an age where you read Hammer of the Gods mm-hmm. and then you read, or before you read, um, No One Here Gets Out Alive. Mm-hmm. So when you're 13 or 14 and you read No One Here Gets Out Alive and Jim Morrison's The Thing and then oh, you yeah. kind of go on that journey, right? <laughs> um, Faces of Death was out on VHS. Mm. And, you know, but I really connected to Nietzsche, like really okay. connected to Nietzsche. And I still, of course, connect to Nietzsche. Oh, Why yeah. wouldn't I? I mean, I'm a very oh, yeah. positive nihilist, right? That's, that's <laughs> all fucking, right? So around then is when I was discovering stuff like that. Like Kerouac mm. didn't really, wasn't that interesting to me. No. I, understand, I get it. Mm-hmm. I, I see the value in it. But it wasn't, that that kind of um, that kind of journey of self discovery has never been interesting to me. You want the edge? Right. Well, I, yeah, because honestly, to me, man, when I when I was young, for whatever reason, the coming of age stuff was it just seems so arrogant. Yeah, it was just like, oh my god, how do I feel? Yeah, right. As opposed to, hey. How far can we push how we feel? Yeah. And that's what I responded to, right? So I responded as a kid to the people that were trying to fly through the sun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that to me, so so then I would read about Ken Russell. Like I said, that's when I started to get into Ken Russell stuff. 
Um, and it, I didn't see the devils until after I saw Lair of the White Worm. Okay. Um, and then, and Lair of the White Worm is insane. I might watch that again tonight just cause. It's yeah. Because so as weird. we, as we talk about this, flying too close to the sun or through it reminds me of Stanley Kubrick. Stanley Kubrick would just go through it. And then people, you know, both devils and a clockwork orange were controversial for their times. Yeah. You know, and but you can see why you can see yeah. why one of them was more what you could see why the devils would be more unsettling. Yes. Yes. We're at clockwork orange now. Um, I will tell you the first week of the, when we all were told to stay home, I made the mistake of going to Trader Joe's and I drive home and I see these kids on the other side of the railroad track kicking something. And I'm thinking, Whoa, this is like out of a clockwork orange. It's like everything is. Yeah. Everything is vacant. And I'm like, what the, but the devils, I, I, I got to thank you for recommending that. Cause I'm like, Whoa, that it just totally blew my mind. I mean, yeah. yeah. It makes nobody's list. That's yeah. the thing about the devils, right? It, it makes, it, you'll find it on lists like most controversial, but whenever, cult. And, and this is where I, and I don't want to sound like a dick about it, but whenever I read lists that are most controversial, I just think it's because the person who made the list is fucking boring, mm-hmm. right? It's like, you know, cause that's, you know, that's not that controversial. Yeah. You know, it's only controversial if you're like, ooh, but I, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I watched it more like, how, like I, you know how I feel about Stanley Kubrick, right? Oh Obviously, yeah. But the thing I love about Kubrick is I think Kubrick covered a lot of the same ground mm-hmm. that Ken Russell did in his films. But Kubrick found a way through his genius and his desire to be seen. He found a way to be pseudo commercial. Yeah. Whereas Ken Russell, that wasn't Ken part Russell of the story. was more punk rock, big time. More so, big time. Yeah, big time, and um. But, like, the kind of punk rock that influences bands, not the kind of punk rock that you'll ever come across, right? Well, yeah, I, I mean, you, here tonight is Lou Reed's birthday. Yeah. And Lou Reed, you think of the Velvet... They, there's there's that old saying, you know, the Velvet Underground didn't sell many records, but everyone that heard them started a band. And how Lou Reed was the forefront yeah, that's, of and, that. Yeah, And I think that quote first came from Brian Eno, yes. their legendary producer, who was talking to Lou Reed and got that. But you're right. You see, now, Lou Reed and the factory, what they were doing with Warhol in New York, I think Lou and Iggy, when he came over um, from Detroit, they they were there. But I still think that they were caught up in the city where when, mm-hmm. with the factory, New York was the lead character yeah. in their movie, right? In the Devils, I feel like the lead character is your discomfort. Yes. What What more can we push? You know, one of the nuns with the shaved head, she reminded me of an image from Nine Inch Nails' closer video, where's the woman with the, the shaved head and she's got the things on her hand. I thought, whoa, is that where yeah. he got it from? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It was awesome. Yeah. But yeah, thank you for talking it. to me about it, George. I was just... I mean, I thought, okay, what, you know, I, I thought of, you know, I, I thought, okay, this is like a, you know, you do the research. Okay. He wants me to watch it. Gotta watch it now while it's fresh. You know what I mean? So I think, yeah. And I think that when you're talking about, you know, films, I think it's amazing because you're right. Like, you know, Apocalypse Now, the Blues Brothers, yeah, um, Godfather, Godfather 2, uh, Deer Hunter, The Conversation, (laughs) 
these are classics for a reason and i go to them there's a there's a film uh, by william so i think william friedkin is maybe the best yes like, the exorcist he hit with french connection the exorcist and the sorcerer and those films are for me perfect films right well you look at um, the french and connection and yeah get... you look at that's gene hackman who went on to do the conversation gene hackman i mean mm-hmm is able to do westerns is able to do comedy he did a really great film the royal tenenbaums which i think he gave his best performance i think think gene hackman's the greatest living actor yes most definitely yeah Yeah. i think he is and um and so all those films are great scarface is really good i don't think brian de palma gets enough credit yeah i agree what he's done but but almost nobody leans into the Ken Russell shit. And I understand why, because it's insane. Yeah. But it's only insane if you're looking at it from the same place. And I don't mm-hmm. tend to look at it from the same place. I tend to look at it like, all right, let's fucking go. And <laughs> the problem with the thing about the devils is that it's not a movie I can watch with a lot of people because it's not yeah. like, let's, let's all hang out and fucking watch this movie because people don't want to sit through that shit. Um, That's what I found with Bernardo Bettolucci's The Dreamers. Some people, I would watch it, I would show it to them, and they're like, oh, my God. And then they would be like, oh, my God, I want, can I borrow it? You know? And so that I would I would get that car crash reaction from people. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? So with The Devils, when I told people, oh, I watched The Devils uh, last night, they went, what? So, I mean, yeah, it's kind of the yeah. reactionary. Yeah, it's 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 not really. I mean, you can only really watch that with, um, you can only really watch that with somebody who loves cinema so much mm-hmm. and loves and, and loves who's pushing open. boundaries. Yeah. yeah, you know, one of the great things about that film was the use of white in that film and the, and those, yeah. the, the kind of softer peach colors and the red colors, right? Like it's, you know, and there's that great scene, you know, the fucking when she's like this, the, yes, the, you know, in in that room, it's. Uh, it's the best shot. It's one of the best shots I've ever seen in cinema, right? And so for me, a person who likes all aspects of movies, mm-hmm. but also I want my movies to make me just go, fucking hell, that's that's what I got from The Devils. And and also because it's difficult to, to experience, um, I like the fact that you have to watch it alone most of the time. Yeah. So again, like I said, most people just can't keep up. She gave herself a stigmata. I, was, I mean, she's, she, cool she's having her fantasy and it's like, and then she's, <laughs> oh my god i started laughing so this picture here right this picture sits on my phone and i use this picture as i'm going to my phones here my, 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 my photos this picture sits on i have to scroll back to find it <laughs> and i and I, I look at this photo a lot here I'll, I'll actually just google image it because it's probably easier to find let's see Here, this photo sits on my phone all the time. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. Right, so that shot to me. And she's so contorted. The the light coming in, you know the light is up top, the candles, the tilt in her head. Yeah. Like that, that image stays with me. Just her, just her laugh and the way she would look, it's like, ooh. I mean... And that's what I mean by Vanessa Redgrave is she was she always did that. That that's what she became, not just her politics, but it's like, oh, shoot, she's gonna do that. 
I mean, what I couldn't get over, though, is how when he reaches for her, it reminded me of a ministry album cover. I think it was the one where he has George W. on the face. I'm like, oh, shoot. The imagery of thinking, okay, who else is pulling and borrowing from this imagery? It is just wild. It's 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 if you're if you make the kind of art, music or videos or film where you um, where you don't talk in pleasant company about mm-hmm. your influences, chances are it's that. Uh, so like somebody brought up Lars von Trier. Like I think Lars von Trier makes really excellent accomplishment uh, yeah. uh, film, right? Uh, sometimes I watch it. I feel like Lars von Trier is just trying to. He's, I, feel, I sometimes feel like he's doing it to do it. Mm-hmm. Artsy fartsy. Whereas, yeah, where with Ken, I feel like no, he was meant, he was out of his mind. This is what he was doing, right? Yeah, like he pushed out it. of all the artists I could have been on set with, I wish I was on set with Ken Russell. He's the yeah. director I wish I was on set with the most. Yeah. Well, thank you, George. I I enjoy talking to you about this. Oh, yeah. Likewise. Well, thank we you. gotta do that. Hell <laughs> <Hail> Satan, man. Hell <laughs> Satan. Thanks, buddy. Thanks. All right. All right. Cool. Bye. All right. Bye. That was great. That was fun. Hey. Just talking about the devils there, everybody. Talking about the devils. I'm going to do it. <laughs> Again, like I would say. There we go. Hey. Just talking about the devils. It's an excellent film. Again, like I would say, I, I recommend it to anybody who would watch it. That's our rebroadcast of myself and George Strombolopoulos talking about Ken Russell's The Devils, released in 1971. And today is George's 50th birthday. And he himself, I wanted to say this because um, he started out as a movie usher. And here he is now. He's a filmmaker. So he doesn't just do radio and television and writing and doing these wonderful late night sessions where he plays piano, but he is a filmmaker. And so I wonder what he would say to his younger self, who was that movie usher, watching all these fantastic movies, that one day he himself would make films. So it's from one filmmaker to another, it was a pleasure talking to him. I would love to have him on the show again. When time permits itself, George, if you're listening. The Devils. I've only watched it once. Eventually, I'll watch it again. But it stays very fresh in my mind. That was only a year ago. It feels like it was two years ago. But it was a year ago. The Devils. Uh, Based upon The Devils of Loudon by uh, Aldeus. I can't even say his name. (laughs) Um... Adius Huxley, of course. Uh, the Devils by John Whitting. Produced by Ken Russell, Robert H. Solo, Oliver Reed, and Vanessa Redgrave. I mean, this is, this is just, uh, and you talk about a legacy. And Ken Russell, yeah, he was a weird fella, to quote George. And um, 
was nominated, won two awards, National Board of Review, Best Director Ken Russell, Venice Film Festival, Best Director Ken Russell. It was a controversial film. Um, here's the legacy of it, though. I love this part right here. Um, what's more stunning visual, what's the more stunning visual metaphor for the psychological suffocation of the mother superior than to stuff her deformed body into a tiny lookout space from which she watches her fantasy lover. The mere confinement of mass in congested space creates an understanding of annihilating pleasures of her sexual drive. Atkins Leon's sister Jean's erotic fantasy sequences to eroticism for over deranged consciousness. The color white is featured significantly specifically in the design of the cityscape which is overly overtly white and consists of stone structures atkins insists that through this use of blank white russell establishes a leap of uh, i'm having trouble here light motive of whiteness which resists and dissolves natural relationships despite the limited release in the film's explicit content a nun wearing the same habit seen in the feature film or in the film features as a cameo in Space Jam, a new legacy. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. So, The Devils has a very long legacy. Yeah, and, um, yeah. <sighs> it's It's been... It was, yesterday I did a really great video, and just celebrating um, my friend George. We all call him Strombo. I have a patch, Strombo's LNC, made by the fabulous Meg. And so, you know, when he goes online, we watch. I mean, that's all I can say because it's like Fight Club. You don't talk about Fight Club. <laughs> but re most recently, I got to talk to George and... Um, uh, because uh, George has Strombo's Lit, which is this really great book club. And it's on Apple Books, because he also has a show on Apple Music. And we I, the books have been Termination Shock. Um, let me find it. Very, you know, I mean, the fact that were able to all converge and talk about these these books and um, I'm looking for it. Where is Strombo's Lit? Where is all good all? Okay, can't find it. Darn it! But if you search it, there we go. Strombo's Lit. Apple Insider. Nice. And so the current books, let's go over here. Because they talked, um, he talked about, let me see if I can find it. It should be in there. It's the fact that I can't find it, I think because I'm on the tablet. So, <laughs> and I'm on the phone recording. So it's recording here. Yeah, the first book was Neil Stevenson's uh, Termination Shock. And the current one, let me 
fact, I am listening to it as we speak. listening to it through audible but i found out about it through apple uh well strombo's lit and so i want to get i want to give a shout out to uh strombo's lit um but i got to speak okay you know it's like you're looking for something here we go um so it's split split decision life stories, uh, published in July by Ice T and Spike, uh, by Douglas Century. So I got to participate in a live uh, Instagram with Douglas and um, George Trombolopoulos about the split decision book. And so I immediately went and listened to it because I like to listen to my books um, when they're available. And so that's that's the beauty of getting to know someone like George Strombolopoulos is the music, the films, the books, the knowledge, and also being the safe space because he has created a safe space for all of us. We are all able to be our very authentic selves. And if you, if you also have a chance, listen to uh, Strombo on Apple music. It's, 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 Beautiful. It, I love the music. I mean, when it comes to hard music, he really is the purveyor of it. And if you love Tom Waits as I do, you will also love it. So, and and you get to listen to songs probably that you wouldn't particularly listen to. And it's just a, a great atmosphere to be in. And so I wanted to take this time to just acknowledge the late night crew. I stumbled upon them in 2020 and it's been just uh, a really rewarding experience and now many of my listeners are Canadian listeners so I absolutely love it and I talk to them daily and um, yeah it's uh it's been a very rewarding experience because through this collective we are all connected as you are all connected on the Dr. Zeus film podcast so thank you George Strombolopoulos George Strombo for not only inspiring myself but many others and for teaching me to give my audience a promise and so as always unpleasant dreams happy 50th birthday George here's to 50 more good night